What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show on this Monday, February 12th. Not that I like easy, because I really don't. I, I enjoy working. I enjoy digging, investigating, doing all of that. I really do like hard work. However, this today, I'd be lying if I did not say this is the easiest show of the calendar year. It does not get any easier than this. I don't want it to be easy. I don't look for easy, at least when it comes to shows. There's definitely other things in life you want to be easy, but shows, I don't want them to be that. However, anybody could host this show today. This is the one day of the entire year where I could step away from the microphone. I could take my headset off and I can let anybody host this show. My sister could probably even host this show today. Somebody in your accounts receivable department who doesn't even watch sports, they could host this show today. Now, just because it's easy doesn't mean we're not going to have a great time. We certainly are. Even on a Monday, nobody likes Mondays. It's the beginning of a week. Maybe you have a long week ahead of you. This Monday, we all watched the same thing the night before. All of us. I'm not saying everybody in the country did. But all of you here right now, you certainly did. This is the one time and the only time of the entire year where this entire audience has watched the same thing. And if you're going to tell me, oh, I didn't watch that. I don't even know what you're talking about. Well, then you're obviously tuned in to the wrong station right now. I'll say hello again. My name is Andy Slater. I'm a sports talk show host in South Florida, or at least for South Florida, because I'm not always in South Florida. Like tonight, I'm traveling to Columbia! And it's nice to meet you. I talk about sports here. I talk about travel. I talk about food. I talk about wagering. I talk about my friends. And I hope you stay here. That is the only person that did not watch that game last night. Somebody who's just tuned into the wrong station right now. Because the day after the Super Bowl on a sports station, it's 100%. So if you tell me you did not watch it, please send me a tweet. Send me a tweet at Andy Slater. I want you to publicly admit that you did not watch the Super Bowl last night. What a finish in that game. The beginning was a little slow. But did it ever get really good at the end? And then I can't even believe, I didn't think we would have a debate, but we definitely do, of what a team should elect to do at the beginning of overtime in the playoffs with the new OT rule. And I'll be getting into that in a little bit. So I just love the fact that we had an event last night that all of you watched. You saw the Super Bowl. You watched the game. You saw the commercials. You probably saw the halftime show. You've got thoughts about everything. This is a day that I never get tired of. 
Dolphins fans may get tired of it because we're never talking about your team. Maybe next year. Probably not. You just take a look at Patrick Mahomes. You take a look at the other great quarterbacks in the AFC. And then you take a look at your team, the Miami Dolphins. There were so many games during this playoff season where the following day I came on here and I started the comparisons. Can you see Tua playing in that divisional round? Can you see him being one of the quarterbacks championship Sunday? Can you see him in the Super Bowl? And you watch Patrick Mahomes last night, and this is a discussion I'll get into a little bit later on before I talk about just the Chiefs and 49ers game and the halftime show and the commercials and all that kind of stuff. But for Dolphins fans, I can understand why you're sort of tired or maybe you're just used to it by now. I guess you're used to it by now where it's not even a thing. I know we have a lot of big events that happen every single year. The Super Bowl by far is the biggest. When you take a look at last year, 2023, for all of our teams in South Florida, it was pretty amazing. And you can even include the Dolphins regular season in that. Until it hit January 2024, everything was pretty good for the Dolphins. So we did have a lot of fun, but here in 2024, we haven't had as much fun yet. I don't even know if we'll be able to touch what we did in 2023. The only team that may be able to do that would be the Florida Panthers, but they'd have to go back to the Stanley Cup because that's where they were uh, last season. I don't know if you guys, when you were watching the game last night, did the squares. I had about 10 people over my house. Last year, I watched the Super Bowl in Medellin. This year, I said, you know what? Now that we have the Hard Rock Bet app, we've got legal wagering in Florida. About two weeks ago, I made up my mind and I said, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl in Miami. I'm going to watch it at my house. I don't want to go anywhere. I could have gone to the Hard Rock. They had a big party there I saw. I'm like, I just want to watch it at my house. So I invited about 10 people over, some of my closest friends. We got Flanagan's food. It was tremendous. Everything was great. And I've got the app in my hand. And I wasn't sitting on the app the entire game. I wanted to enjoy the game. But at times when I thought, you know what? I should make a live wager here. I picked up my phone, I had the app up on my screen, and I put in a bet or two or three or four or five or six or something like that. And I'll get to exactly what I did in a minute. Gosh, I'm saying I'll get to everything in a minute. How many minutes do I have this hour? Not that many, only like 43. So the people that I had come over my house, my friends, a few of them said, are you doing squares? Because they always bring money over for squares. It's like $5 a square. And my answer was, no, I'm not doing squares. See, squares were fun when that was really the only way to wager on the game. I don't want to say legally, but I don't know. I don't think the, the cops are coming to your house to bust you for doing squares with your friends. In any event, I said, I'm not doing the squares this year because I've got the Hard Rock Bet app. And I'm not going to be cheering for the 49ers to have a, a zero and the Chiefs to have a three or an eight. 
I'm not doing that. That's rookie stuff, and when that was the only thing we could do, I was cool with it. Now we're a bit more serious, or at least I am, and I have the Hard Rock Bet app, and that's what I use. They must have had so much action on that app last night. I'm pretty sure, from what I understand, it was close to $100 million wagered on the game. Whether they won or lost, I don't know. But the live wagering on that game, for me, it was amazing. I went undefeated. I put in a parlay, a very long shot parlay. It was 25 to 1. That's just to say, hey, you know, you could win 20 grand in one bet. The chances of it hitting are extremely slim. It's 25 to 1, but it seems like it might even be a longer shot than 25 to 1. But every live wager that I put in, I won. I think it was 5-0 and or 6-0. and There was about nine minutes to go in the first quarter. It was 0-0. And I'm saying to myself, let me take a look here. The tie for the first quarter was 2-1, to one, plus 200. I could easily see this being a 0-0 game after the first quarter. I put that in. That was a winner. Then McCaffrey was getting the ball a lot. I put in his over on receiving yards. It hit. I put in his over in receiving yards yet again. It hit. I put in his over on rushing yards. It hit. This was all in-game wagering while the game was going on. I started off my day with a heat parlay. Caleb Martin to score more than nine and a half points along with four other props that were gimmies because they were alternate lines. And that almost paid two to one. It's funny because I get some people that write to me. They respond to my heat parlay, which was five different props. And they're like, how does it only pay plus 185? Well, that's because four of them are no brainers. Like, bam, to score 10 points. Come on. Tyler Hero to score 10 points. Come on. Those are easy, easy, easy wagers. So essentially, I was only taking Caleb Martin to score more than nine and a half points. And instead of getting him at minus 110, I throw in four gimmies and I get plus 185. So it all started with the Heat Celtics game. I knew it was going to be a good day. And, I mean, not for the Heat. They lost, but I'm talking about on the app. And then went undefeated with my wagers during the Super Bowl. Forget about the squares. I got the app. I do not need any squares. And the squares are just luck. Live wagering, that's not luck. There's a lot of skill involved in that. That's where my football watching for all these years, all of that knowledge that I've built up, that's where it comes in. Handy right then and there. And it certainly did last night. So I'm in a good mood. Very good mood. In fact, I had a brand new MacBook Pro delivered to me about three hours ago. Right to my doorstep. I ordered it this morning. It was $9 extra not to leave my house. So they delivered it to my house. And that was that. Nice black MacBook Pro, brand new technology. I needed it. 
before I get the hour started, I'll I'll give you a little inside baseball here. You won't even believe this, but it's absolutely true. Just a real quick story. Because then I'll break down the game and you probably heard a lot of breakdowns. You're not going to be bored, I promise, but let me give you a quick story. The reason I just got a new MacBook Pro three years ago, it was November three years ago, two weeks before Thanksgiving, I got a brand new MacBook Pro. I was at the Hard Rock in my hotel room, Thanksgiving morning, drinking coffee, and for whatever reason, my hand hit the cup of coffee. There was no lid on it. The coffee spilt all over my MacBook Pro. I was in shock for about three seconds. I didn't know what to do. It's like a $2,000 computer. So immediately, I just start to shake it so the coffee goes off of it. Then I take it into the bathroom, wipe it off. I didn't have rice, and I wasn't going to go to the uh, to the Chinese restaurant downstairs with my MacBook and ask them to put it in a bucket of rice. I took a hair dryer. It's the first time I've taken one of those in like 20 years. I took a hair dryer that they had in the bathroom, and I just started blowing hot air on my MacBook, and I let it sit. Well, a couple hours later, I turned it on. The speakers were shot, so I've had to use external speakers for three years. And the worst part is, this is the part you won't believe, but it's 100% true. The O and the P on my MacBook Pro do not work. True story. They don't work. The new one, they'll work, as long as I don't spill coffee. So I had to, and and this is embarrassing, but it's true. You know, on this show, I'm always all about honesty. For the last three years, I've had to copy and paste the O and the P for writing emails, for writing anything. I've had to go to the address bar see if there's an O up there or find something with a P and then control C or command C, command V, paste. True story. I tried to get it fixed. I went to the Apple store two years ago and they're like, oh yeah, it'll be $1,500 to fix it. You should have bought the insurance plan. The insurance plan was like a thousand. I'm like, come on. True story. I've been copying and pasting O's and P's for the last three years years. And it's not that I couldn't have bought a new MacBook Pro before last night's game. It's just that I didn't want to have a brand new MacBook Pro for two weeks and essentially throw it away. I wanted to use it and I used it for three years, copy and pasting an O and a P. So tomorrow, I haven't set it up yet, but tomorrow It'll probably be my first day in three years. It's so exciting. I want to cry that I don't have to copy and paste O's and P's. I'll probably just by habit do it and then realize I don't have to do it anymore. So I'm very excited for that. And I hope you feel my excitement. You, you could just feel for me. No more copy and pasting O's and P's. Truly embarrassing story. But again, you guys are like with me. You're with me when I travel. You're with me everywhere. You weren't with me the last three years copying O's and P's, but 
I, I never wanted to admit it until now. I don't think I admitted it on the show before. All right, I've been talking 16 minutes, and I haven't even gotten to what I really want to get to, but I am going to do it now when the hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. People want to talk about Patrick Mahomes being Tom Brady. He's not Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan. Yes, you heard me right. Look, I have no idea if Patrick Mahomes is going to catch Tom Brady for seven Super Bowls. He had six with the Patriots, one with the Bucks. But what I do know is that Patrick Mahomes is 28 years old, and he's already been in four Super Bowls and won three of them. The only loss was to Tom Brady. So why do I say Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan? It's pretty simple. During Michael Jordan's playing days, and I remember them very well, Jordan always felt inevitable. If the game was close and the Bulls had the ball, everyone knew where it was going. And still, nobody could stop him. There was a psychological element to Michael Jordan's dominance. It was a feeling of being inevitable. And that's what I see with Patrick Mahomes. What we saw from him last night in the Super Bowl, it's not just about the last drive, although the last drive was one for the ages. It's not just about that. It was all game long. The 49ers were dominating the game early. And I kept thinking, gosh, the Niners are out playing the Chiefs big time. But it's only 10-0? It's only 10-3? Then it was 10-6? And now the Chiefs can go ahead with a touchdown? It really looked for so long like the 49ers were really dominating Kansas City. Like Kansas City couldn't do anything, and yet they were right there in the game. The scariest part of all of this When it comes to the Chiefs, this wasn't even one of their good teams. They got better as the playoffs went on. They did have enough, of course. They won the Super Bowl. But the talent around Patrick Mahomes, it was not nearly as good as the guys around Brock Purdy. The Kansas City defense was magnificent, but the offensive talent? There was a lot to be desired. And in the end, it didn't even matter. Football is a team sport until it isn't. When Patrick Mahomes is there, yeah, you can credit his teammates and say it was a collective drive, but it really wasn't. That last drive was about an all-time great knowing the next touchdown wins the game. And he had to do everything he could to find a way into that end zone. He used his receivers. He used his backs. He used his tight ends. He used his legs. He knew the 49ers were gassed. And it was his responsibility to end it. Right now, there's not one player in sports, any sport, who gets the ball in his hands and you know that's it. The game's over. It's only Patrick Mahomes. 
Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. And that is the highest compliment I can give to him. Everybody watching that game, unless they were the biggest 49ers fans in the world, everyone knew this was going to end with a Patrick Mahomes touchdown. He gets the ball. They start driving. You knew how this was ending. You look at that last drive. It had a lot of plays. If it were any other human, you could say, yeah, there might be a mistake. There might be a fumble or interception. Maybe they can't take it all the way down the field. Maybe they make some sort of error. Patrick Mahomes, he made an error in the game, but in money time, he's not making a mistake. That is why he's the best. When we talk about Tua, when we talk about any other quarterback, the standard has got to be Patrick Mahomes. Can you be better than Patrick Mahomes? Can you match up to him? Yeah, Tua's great in September. The Dolphins put up a 70 spot on the Broncos. But when the chips are down, when the chips are all in, when it's the last drive and you've got to score a touchdown in a playoff game in a Super Bowl, can Tua or any other quarterback in the league right now rise to the level that Patrick Mahomes can? I don't think so. The other thing is this year, because it was a weaker Chiefs team, he only got to play at home once. That was the Dolphins game. The knock on him was, well, the Chiefs, they got to go on the road for the first time now because they've always had all their games at home with the exception of the Super Bowl. Can they do it? They went to Buffalo and beat Josh Allen. They went to Baltimore and beat Lamar Jackson. And then they went to Vegas and beat the San Francisco 49ers. There are no more questions. The Chiefs don't have to answer to anybody. And this was not even the best Chiefs team. That is what should scare everyone. This was not an exceptional Kansas City Chiefs roster. It's an all-time great quarterback and a really good defense. That's it. And I'll tell you what else is really good. The action right now in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. In the poker room, they've got the Escalator Series going on right now. This week, the guaranteed prize pool is $200,000. Next week, it'll be $300K and then $400K and then $500K. If you want to play in the Escalator Series Poker Tournament, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. That's SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. All of the details will be there, the entire tournament schedule, what day of the week, what time you should show up. All of the info is right there for you at SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com. If you can't make it for a tournament or you can't devote a certain amount of time towards a tournament, you could go to the Hard Rock Poker Room and play in a cash game. They got bonus high hands going on almost all the time. Again, visit SeminoleHardRockPokerOpen.com for every piece of information and then head on over to where all the action is 
in the poker room at Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. It was a great game last night and a great time at my house with some friends watching it. But the greatness of this weekend for me, it started on Saturday. Saturday, I went to Gulfstream Park, and it was a fantastic day. What a beautiful day it was. Like the weather and a great atmosphere at Gulfstream Park. I'm telling you, the championship meet that is going on right now at Gulfstream Park, and that is a great opportunity. If you haven't been out there, I highly suggest you do it during the championship meet. Live racing every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I was just out there on Saturday. I was eating at the buffet. It was fantastic. I was watching the races live right in front of me, wagering on them. It's always a great time at Gulfstream Park. I always tell you that. But during the championship meet, it's even better. So head on out there to Gulfstream Park. Go to their trackside restaurant, 10 Palms, or hang out outside in the Carousel Club. Visit GulfstreamPark.com for all the information. And then head on out any live race day. I highly suggest that. Thursday through Sunday, it is the championship meet going on right now in Hollandale Beach at Gulfstream Park. So what do we think of Mike McDaniel's mentor, Kyle Shanahan? Kyle Shanahan's got a coaching tree. And this is a coach who's been in overtime now twice in the Super Bowl. That's funny. Both Super Bowls that have gone overtime. Kyle Shanahan's been involved in both of them. And he lost both of them. And then you take a look. He blew another lead in the Super Bowl. Wouldn't Dolphins fans love the chance for their head coach off of Kyle Shanahan's coaching tree to blow a lead in the Super Bowl? I think any Dolphins fan would love for their coach to even have that opportunity. Right now, you'll take it. After not winning a playoff game for 24 years, just to be in that spot, hey, my coach might blow this lead. Gosh, for the Dolphins to be in that game and then have a lead? Can you ever see that happening in your lifetime? Can you see it happening in the next five years? I'm sure Stephen Ross thinks he needs to see it this coming season because if he doesn't, everybody might be told, The decision that's being talked about a lot, it was talked about after the game. Tony Romo even brought it up while it was happening. It was talked about this morning into this afternoon. What do you do? Come coin toss time with the new rules in overtime. Immediately when this was brought up, because the 49ers won the toss and they elected to receive. Tony Romo says, you know, I'm not sure, paraphrasing, I don't know if I would have received the ball there. I might have kicked it. And immediately I think to myself, what is he talking about? And I know a lot of you probably say that a lot with Tony Romo. What is he talking about? But when he mentioned that, really, I was like, what is he talking about? Because if I get the ball, I go downfield, score, 
then the other team, if they don't score, okay, I win. If they get the same thing I do, which could possibly be a field goal, well, then I'm getting the ball back, and then we're going by the old rules. So I'll be the first team to have the opportunity, if the other team matches me, to be able to win the game with anything. Why would I not want that chance? And even into this afternoon, even into right now while I'm talking, I still stand by that. I was shocked how many people are so against taking the ball in overtime in the playoffs now. Really, I can't believe it. And I've heard from so many different people, friends of mine, text threads, internet, wherever it may be, who are all making a case. And look, Andy Reid said they would have kicked it. (laughs) They're all making a case for kicking it off. And I stand by what I believe would be the best thing to do, and that is receive the football. I've heard the arguments about why you should kick it off. I just don't agree with that. I'm receiving the football. As far as last night goes, would it have made a difference? Probably not, because Patrick Mahomes was going to win that game no matter what. Whether he gets the ball second or first or third or fit, whatever, he's getting the ball, the game is on the line, and he is going to win it. The dude is just incredible. And think about this. The best receiver that Patrick Mahomes ever had, it was Tyreek Hill. We've seen Tyreek's magic with the Dolphins. Tyreek leaves the Chiefs, and they win two straight Super Bowls. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they've won two Super Bowls in a row because they got rid of Tyreek. No. I'm pointing out how excellent. Patrick Mahomes is. You lose Tyreek Hill and you win two straight Super Bowls without him. The best receiver in the NFL gone from your team and you win two Super Bowls? Look, if they would have had Tyreek Hill, they would have won two Super Bowls. But without him, you still win? Talk about making a statement about how good you are. What more needs to be said about the Chiefs? Everyone in the AFC and the entire NFL needs to figure out how they can dethrone Kansas City. What do you have to do? How will the Miami Dolphins ever be able to do that? How can they do that in the next 10 years? How is it possible? You take a look at other quarterbacks in the league. How are they going to do it? How's Josh Allen going to do it? How's Lamar Jackson going to do it? How's Joe Burrow going to do it? How's Justin Herbert going to do it? And and I just mentioned QBs in the AFC. It's kind of demoralizing if you're a Dolphins fan or a fan of any other team. Sure, things happen. Mistakes could happen. But if you're counting on a mistake to happen for your team to win a Super Bowl, that that's not really looking so good, is it? Take a look at Brock Purdy. Purdy, I thought he was fine. 
He had a nice second-half touchdown drive. He led them on a nice field goal drive in overtime, but he wasn't good enough. He needed to be exceptional. If you're just pretty good, if you're fine, you're not going to beat Patrick Mahomes. Definitely not in the Super Bowl. To beat him, you got to play the game of your life. Did anything about what Purdy did scream game of his life? He's fine. He's a good quarterback. San Francisco likes him. Great. But he needed to have a wow performance to beat Patrick Mahomes. Wow. We did not hear that or say that at all with any of Brock Purdy's passes. You could tell when San Francisco had the lead and it felt like they were pretty much dominating. Kansas City was doing nothing. But that lead never increased big time. You could tell Kansas City was going to take it. Even though San Francisco had McCaffrey involved in the passing game, and thank you very much for that, Kyle Shanahan, it was very, very smart. And it was very smart for me to wager on that live on the Hard Rock app. Even though McCaffrey was heavily involved, when You've got Patrick Mahomes going up against you, and you do not have a quarterback on your team playing the game of their life. You see what happens. It's funny. You don't hear me talking about any other Chiefs players, do you? I don't even think I mentioned one yet. Really, I don't think I mentioned another Chiefs player in the first segment. In the first nine and a half minutes of this segment, I don't think I mentioned one. I didn't mention Travis Kelsey. He had some big catches late. Hardeman with the game-winning touchdown. Pacheco had some big runs. But none of those guys were the story. This was a legacy-type game for Patrick Mahomes. Now he's got three Super Bowl titles, and he's 28. Rasheed Rice was a nice addition at receiver this year for them. But this was all about Patrick Mahomes. If you're a football fan, you know that, and you know he is going to be so difficult to beat any time in the next seven or eight years. How are you going to beat him? This wasn't a Travis Kelsey game. This wasn't a McCaffrey game. For me, it was, but this was a Patrick Mahomes game. And even though Kelsey didn't do a whole lot, We still saw plenty of Taylor Swift. And whatever, I'm fine with that. She's the biggest star in the world. People like to watch her. And I'm sure the ratings, they were fantastic, not only because of, hey, it's the Super Bowl and it's a close game and we're going to overtime, but they got an additional bump from all the Swifties. And whatever, that's cool. Crazy ratings. You can't ask for much more in a Super Bowl from a TV-watching perspective than what we got. Unless maybe you wanted a different halftime show? I'll give you my thoughts in just a moment. First, though, I want to give you my thoughts on Stewie and the bagel loan. You might be thinking, what's the bagel loan? Is he going to lend you like an everything bagel? No, Stewie does not own a bagel shop. Stewie wants you to call him on his personal cell, and I'll give you that in a minute. If you're buying a home, if you need a mortgage, or you're refinancing, 
the bagel loan. When you look at a bagel inside of it, I see a zero. And that is exactly what you'll pay Stewie. Zero. You pay Stewie nothing. No lender fees, no appraisal fees. That is why it's called the bagel loan. Stewie is a great guy. Call him on his personal cell phone number. Tell him you want more info about the bagel loan. Why would you not call Stewie if you're buying a home, if you need a mortgage, or you're refinancing? It's not like you're going to call Stewie and he's going to give your number out to a million people. No, you're calling his personal cell phone number. Ask Stewie about the bagel loan. 561-379-4441. That's 561-379-4441. Call Stewie right now. Ask him about the bagel loan if you're buying a home, need a mortgage, or refinancing. MLS number 226715. We saw a lot of Dan Marino in those commercials. Dan was looking good. I love the part with him on a boat, and it was cool to see the Miami Dolphins have some presence. And then Larry Zonka there at the end of the game on the stage. So that was really cool. I knew that Dan Marino was going to be in some of those spots, but I didn't realize he would have that much of a presence. It was like Dan Marino on the television the entire time. Really, really cool to see number 13 uh, there for the Miami Dolphins getting presents during the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll see number one get presents for the Dolphins during a Super Bowl, like on the field. Yeah, I'm talking about Tua. Maybe, maybe someday. We saw Usher during halftime. People want to judge, of course, how the halftime show was. Some will say it was fantastic, best halftime show ever. Some will say it was the worst halftime show ever. One to ten, I give it a six. Maybe I'm being a little too kind. I thought Usher did a lot of songs, maybe too many songs, so we were getting like little TikToks, like 12 seconds of a song. It's like, I want to fit all my songs in, but you don't really get to hear the song. Only a few seconds of it. So you do 12 seconds of a song, then you change costumes, another 14-second cut of a song. I thought Usher should have done fewer songs and maybe just sing the song, maybe a minute and a half or something of each song. But whatever. I just I didn't think it was that energetic of a halftime show, but that's just, that's Usher. Those are Usher's songs, and Usher's been very popular in Vegas, I believe, with a residency there, and that was their choice. It was okay. It wasn't the worst ever, but I'm I'm about more energy, very energetic, and I got no problem with hip-hop, rap, nothing like that. I'm totally cool with that. I enjoyed the part with Little John. I enjoyed that more than Usher. I know my mom enjoyed all the pregame ceremonies, especially with Post Malone. She was happier to see Post Malone than Patrick Mahomes was uh, to see Hardiman in the end zone wide open. She was thrilled with that. That was the best moment of the game for her. She's a huge Posty fan. I don't know about you guys, but when the halftime show comes on, I pump that thing up in my house or wherever I am, turn off all the lights, make it 
feel and seem like you're there at the halftime show. I don't think any halftime show is ever going to beat Prince. We talk about the standard right now, Patrick Mahomes. The standard for Super Bowl halftime shows, always, it'll be Prince. Who's going to beat that? I mean, if Michael Jackson was still alive, he might beat it. And who's going to beat Patrick Mahomes? Josh Allen? Lamar Jackson? Joe Burrow? Tua Tungabailoa? I don't know about that. Here's something I hope you guys know. Valentine's Day is two days away. Maybe your financial advisor has not been showing you the love. If you're not feeling that love, contact Trajan Wealth. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Why would you not call them or contact them? And they're located locally in Palm Beach. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com. A lot of you are looking for love still. Some of you, though, you just want to be in love with money. And you know what? There's no problem with that. The only issue may be you just don't know what you're doing with it. Let Trajan Wealth help you. You can call them, 561-390-1000. Don't wait any longer. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. Get it done today. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. There's one thing I want to say that has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. It has to do with what was on television before the big game, and that's the Miami Heat. Now the Miami Heat are dealing with injuries, but what I really want to bring up is what was reviewed and upgraded to a flagrant foul that happened yesterday against Duncan Robinson. I felt there was no heat culture there. Duncan gets tangled up with Jalen Brown. Duncan clearly had his hands up as if to say, hey, let's get detangled. Jalen didn't care. He ripped through and threw Duncan to the ground, could have hurt him badly. And what did the Miami Heat do? I mean, yeah, Duncan got in his face a little bit, but nobody did anything. Bam, the captain did nothing. If UD was still on this team, you think UD would have done nothing at all? Somebody needed to at least push someone, and I hated nothing happening there. All right, that's all the time I got for this Monday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.